when it comes to creating content, don't focus on creating content, focus on documentation. Before we start today's show, I want to introduce you to a brand new track from an exciting new artist called Elizabeth Wilde. She's an indie folk singer and songwriter from rural Virginia. She's queer identifying and many of her cosmic confessionals deal with identity, lust and growing up gay in rural America. Her debut album Quiet Year came out May 7th and this is a clip from a track on the album called Hudson. Hey there, I'm Stevie, musician from New York City and the host of This Next Song's About. This is a podcast for songwriters and music fans alike. In this podcast, I'm going to take you behind the scenes for a closer look at how musicians write their songs, what their career has been like, and I'm going to try and uncover some of the secrets of the music industry with experts from across the nation. Now today, my guest is social media expert Gabe Ekimizi. Gabe is the founder of Unplugged Kingdom LLC, specializing in online business strategy and social media marketing techniques to help brands unlock their highest potential while making a positive impact on the world. Today, we discuss the why, which, and how of social media. Why is social media so important for musicians? And of course, anyone with a brand. Which social media platform is right for you? And the biggest question, how can you optimize your social media and build a following? Well, let's find out with Gabe Ekimizi. Gabe Ekimizi, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the podcast. This next song's about a songwriter's podcast. And this is probably one of the few times I've ever really spoken to anyone about social media. So thank you. Yeah, thanks to you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I said, hey, Gabe, you know, you're the social media expert. Let's talk about social media. And then I was like, oh, my God. Where do we start, right? <laughs> Where do we start, right? So, you know, when we were just speaking before, I said, oh, let's go with why, which, and how. So let's think about social media from the perspective. Yeah. Why is it so important? And then which social media platform should people consider using? And ultimately, how should they then use it? So I think that's really where we're going to go today. Yeah. So tell me why, why social media? <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, Thank you, Stevie, for just having me on this uh, platform, you know, and really being able to share with your audience the importance of social media and, and why, if they're not already taking advantage of it, why they should and how they should. I personally am a huge believer in social media. It's, it's been the reason why it's opened up multiple doors for me and many opportunities, uh, as well as for people that I know both personally and uh, acquaintances online even. So mm -hmm. I really do think that there's a, a real big importance and emphasis on social media, especially in today's day and age, because it's, you know, at the, the time of this recording of this, you know, podcast, it's 2021, right? So, and social media isn't going anywhere. If anything, it's only getting bigger and it's only going mm. faster. So to answer your first question as to why social media and why should people care? The very first thing is just understanding exactly 
how big social media is and that most people on the planet are on social media in some way, shape, or form. Now, regarding to which social media platform they're on, you know, that's kind of up for discussion, but most people mm -hmm. at this time and age really are online. I believe the number is about 50%. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're online and they're there to, to really connect. And especially it's, it's mm -hmm. important because as a, a brand or an artist or a musician, one of the biggest things, big aspects of your job, really, other than the creative process and other than, you know, perfecting your craft and, and putting out your work is connecting with people because ultimately that's how you build a brand. That's how you become influential is by connecting with people and people who you connect with resonate with the type of art that you create and the snowball builds up and then that's how you build an audience. So it's really important to understand that, you know, social media isn't going anywhere. It's, it's really here to stay and it's better to kind of just embrace that truth instead of fight it. Because I also know that there's some people that are on the other side of the spectrum that are either anti-social media or they just don't know. And, and it's hard when you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's why, you know, having this conversation and even sharing this is super important to kind of enlighten people and let them know that social media isn't as, as scary as it might come off to people, especially if you're not necessarily used to it. It's really a tool to help you boost your exposure and really get your message and, and get your get your work out there. So um, that's really why I think people should really get involved and 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 really invest in learning social media and putting their stuff out there because the world is on social media and that's that's where you want your stuff to be shown and seen. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, as you say, when it was created, it was created to connect. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Bringing it all the way back to Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook. His ultimate goal was to connect colleges, mm -hmm. you know, and eventually that yep. kind of ballooned. And then, you know, next thing you know, now it's connecting people from the United States through all over the world. You know, whether it's connecting for multiple reasons, whether it's, you know, socially with, with family or, or, or events or current events or news or entertainment, media, whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's really just having that accessibility to, for people to be online wherever they're at all over the world and relate with other people possibly across the other side of the world uh, with similar likes and goals and ambitions and, and interests as well. Mm -hmm. And given that, you know, business is now much more global than it was, music is much more global than it was. We now have the opportunity, as you say, to connect with people in other parts of the world. You know, as a musician, it's not just you play your gigs to the people who are in the room. You now need to consider an audience that is outside of the room. And how do you connect with that audience? And that's something that's so important too, as well as like, there has never been a better time to be a musician because of that fact right there. Whereas, you know, I don't know, maybe like 50 years ago, you were, you were so limited to the local gigs that you were playing or being on the road, going from gig to gig, just trying to get that exposure in the hopes that someone might pick you up or some talent scout or agency might kind of give you a chance or give you an opportunity. And that perspective you know, whereas mm -hmm. now people still kind of do that, where people are still kind of look, looking for people to take them to the next level, so to speak, or if they want to get signed or anything of that. But it's a lot more possible these days to create your own luck, to, to really kind of write your own ticket if you understand the way social media works. Because at that point, you don't have to wait for a, a third party company or agency to really 
put you, uh, you know, put you kind of up there for you to get that exposure. If you understand these principles, you can you can build yourself up. You can build your own platform and and can have a lot more control over that too as well. In regards to getting more exposure to people who would be interested in, in, in listening to your music, for example, or ingesting your art. So social media is the way to essentially become an independent musician. It is the way to to monetize your music. Yeah, it's it's one way. It's definitely one way. It's and I would say it's the it's the lowest barrier entry to become independent and to do it on your own. I, I say this all the time, even like with my clients, there's there's really two types of way to get exposure. You can either pay for it or you kind of work with it through sweat equity, right? So if you don't necessarily have the time, you can invest in that exposure through different means using social media, you know, ads, platforms, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for most people, and at least I can only speak for myself, for most people that sometimes I work with or have the pleasure of speaking with, you know, they don't necessarily have the money, right? But they do have this talent. They do have uh, some art that they want to get out and it's, it's what they're passionate about. And, you know, they're, they're trying to get out there so that they can eventually make money from it. So in, in regards to that, that's great. I, I, I love that. I admire that. It's about kind of putting in the work and, and using the right strategies and the right tactics to kind of help you get to that point by creating more brand awareness for yourself. Sold. <laughs> On board. Let's talk about which platforms then. There are so many now. There's so, there's... so many. And they're for different things. Where do you start? Say somebody, I don't know, is they could have just turned 30 and thought, you know what? I don't like my, I've had a shit time during the pandemic. I want to quit my job. I want to be a songwriter. And, you know, this is the first time I'm doing it. Oh, and like, look at, look at all of these social media platforms that are there. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. Do I attack them all at once? Clubhouse now. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Clubhouse. (laughs) So great, great question. And which social media platform do you use? There's so many of them and they're going to continue to roll out. And, you know, who knows, by the end of this year, we might have two or three new ones, right? You you never really know. So this is what I like to kind of tell people at first, okay? In regards to which social media platform you use, you first have to ask yourself the question, where is my audience located? Because at the end of the day, you know, if you try to be everywhere, you're going to be nowhere. You want to be fishing where the fish are, so to speak. And depending on the type of art or the type of music that you do, that's going to play a part as to which platform you decide initially to start off with. Okay, and I'm 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 starting this kind of I'm going to give this twofold here, you know, because mm-hmm. that does require a little bit of either research on your end as the artist or just understanding of your target audience and your listeners and your fans whether you have a pre-existing kind of fan group that you can kind of use to see, okay, like maybe and, and, and understand them a little bit more, or it could be based off of, let's say you are a, a hip hop artist, for example, then you have a certain sound. You can, you can then look at other people who are in the, in the industry that might have a similar sound as you, and then look at their audience, look at those people that their particular music is appealing to, and use that as kind of like a starting foundation as to figure out, okay, where are these people kind of like hanging out at? Okay, and then once you understand that, and once you decide, and once you figure that out, then you can start with deciding, okay, 
which particular platform should I use? Now, I will say from a music, um, like a artist perspective, um, I will say that the big hitters really are, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, um, TikTok has really been kind of blowing up lately, uh, recently. And, and that's really just because of, uh, I, I would kind of sum this up as like video content in general. So any place where you can like put video content up is something that is really, really helpful and, and, and got people a lot of exposure because there, there really mm -hmm. isn't you know, video is so powerful and that it really allows you to build connection with people without even knowing them. It, you know, uh, it's different from like a blog or a tweet that you might put up on Twitter or something like that. Video really kind of helps to bridge that gap a lot easier than some other types of content. So social media platforms that kind of facilitate that, whether it is Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, YouTube too as well is, is very powerful in regards to artists. I think are super, um, you know, are definitely advantageous for sure. Now, ultimately, it can get really overwhelming, especially if you are a 30-year-old artist who just quit their job and they want to start, you know, um, of, of following their passion of being an artist, right? So it's like, okay, where do you start? Or, or, or you know, do you need to be in all these places at once? The answer is no, 100% no. You really want to focus on one platform first and I would say, you know, because I get this question a lot, I would say you would want to focus on one platform specifically for at least minimum six months to a year. If you're first starting off before even thinking about trying to go on other platforms. Now, I don't necessarily mean that you can't like have an Instagram account and a mm -hmm. Facebook account and maybe like, you know, share on Instagram and post the same thing on Facebook, just kind of as, um, as far as getting your, your content out and disseminating it. But for overwhelming sake, all of these platforms are just a tad bit different. They each play by their own kind of rules. And it does take some time to really understand that, right? It's hard to realize that, you know, Instagram search algorithm is highly based off of hashtags, whereas Facebook's hashtags are irrelevant. You know, you could use hashtags all you want. It's not going to necessarily help you. Um, but, uh, but for example, uh, you know, on TikTok for, TikTok, for example, a lot of exposure can be gained by using certain songs and playlists that other people have used that have garnered a lot of, of exposure. Whereas Instagram, that, that doesn't really matter. It's really more about the engagement that you might have uh, within the first minute or so of posting that particular post. So there are different rules that each platform plays by, and it takes some time to really understand each one of those platforms. So you really kind of want to stick and start with one first, and then you'll kind of know when it's time to to start to look at another platform to incorporate into your marketing strategy because you'll get to the point where the platform that you're on is you get more a little bit more comfortable with it and and you're not necessarily kind of fidgeting around with it anymore and you'll start to have that that question come up of like okay like what else can I kind of do you know and and that that that'll happen without you kind of feeling anxious because sometimes people ask that but they get overwhelmed because it's like well I could do everything you know and and I don't have anything specifically that I actually know and I'm good at so um, that's where I would kind of start with first understand who your audience is who your, who what type of listeners what type of people do you want to build your tribe and build your fan base from understand where they're at. And then pick one of those platforms and focus on that platform first before starting to diversify into other platforms. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that takes a lot of the overwhelm 
out of that initial situation for a lot of people, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next thing of how does one build? The, yeah. the, the key question is always, how do I get more followers? How do I grow a community? So, you know, what, right, what, right. And what is the secret sauce? <laughs> secret sauce to how? Okay, so, um, <laughs> the, and we were kind of talking about this earlier. There's there's so many ways to kind of go about building like a, a brand on social media. Uh, I think when it when it comes to the how, the biggest thing I always emphasize and is really your content, right? So it's the type of content that you're creating and also the frequency at which you create that content. So I'm going to talk about the type of content first and foremost. As an artist or as a musician, so to speak, let's just take that as an example. Obviously, you have your, the bulk of your content is probably going to be the art that you're creating, right? And I think that's very important. Having that art, whether it's, you know, a, a sample of, of music or that kind of thing, or when you first release a particular project, that's going to be a piece of your content creation. And a lot of people get stuck there because they're like, okay, well, I haven't created anything new, so I don't have anything new to post because I don't have anything new to post. <laughs> but this is kind of where uh, you want to start to kind of broaden your thought process as mm -hmm. to what type mm -hmm. of content you create. And I love this quote by Gary Vee, and I always recommend it because I, I think it's so true. When it comes to creating content, don't focus on creating content, just focus on documentation. Right. And I think that's the key aspect that any creative needs to really focus on. You know, instead of waking up in the morning, like, okay, what am I going to post today on Instagram? Yeah. You want to switch your thought process to waking up in the morning and just posting what is going on that morning, you know, and, and, and just like, and, and documenting that. And the reason why this is so important is because that is what your audience cares about, whether you know it or not. The song releases are great. The, you know, the drops are great. The, you know, the release of the, the clothing brand or the release of the new artwork, those are great. But how do you build that audience? Yeah. You know, you build that audience by creating that no like and trust factor. People need to know who you are, need to like you, and they need to trust you. And in order to be able to even do that, they need to first understand and know who you are as a person, along with who you are as an artist. And the way that you do that is by showing them your process, showing them and, and kind of pulling back the curtain to your process and your creativity. So this can manifest in like different ways, you know, giving people um, behind the scenes content. Right. Uh, you know, let's say you're, I don't know, creating a music mm -hmm. video or something that, you know, you have the, um, the music video drop, which is great. But what about all of those hours and days and, and, and months of like coming up with the creative process or the actual filming? Right. Or the, or the props that you had to get or, you know, the editing process or when you were, you know, working with the uh, with, with the audio, you know, or even just like the vision in general. Right. All of those little pieces are, are pieces of the journey that each can be documented and, and posted and shared as content. And so as people are watching this journey, they become more invested. And then now when you drop the music video or, or, you know, or, or whatever the final project is, it just has that much more affinity to people who are, are following you because they walked with you through this journey. So content, thinking about content, not necessarily as creating content, but more so as documenting your process is definitely something that 
I encourage people to kind of have that little mental shift on when it comes to comes to their content. And then you have other types of content too mm -hmm. as well. So you have content meant to like, you know, educate people. So this can be as an artist. I, and I'm, I'm kind of like throwing different types of artists here because I, I guess, you know, there could be different um, uh, listeners here. But like if you're a painter, for example, kind of educating people as why you would use this type of paint for versus this type of paint. Right. Um, and then you have more so personal content. So this content can be kind of categorized as lifestyle stuff. Like if you have family with kids, right? Or if you if you are traveling, if or, or maybe you're just stuck in your house, you know, during quarantine, like luckily during this time, you know, Things are kind of getting out, but that's stuff that like people, you know, want to see. And, you know, a, a lot of people think that's kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> like who wants to just like see me like doing nothing in my house? Believe me, there, there are people that would want to see you do nothing in your house because that's all people watch is people doing nothing in their house. Like if you, if you really think about it, that's what half the content is. You know, I heard this funny story the other day, whereas, and I've, I've been guilty of this too, right? Where I spend so much time <laughs> and energy putting together like a piece of content. It could be like a motivational piece of content, right? And I'm like, oh man, like this content's gonna like change someone's life. And I, I I put all this work in it. It takes me like two hours to create, right? Put it out into the world. It gets like three and a half likes and like, you know, maybe a comment and that comment's like a spam bot, right? I mean, now you take this other guy who just got like a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks and he's recording himself walking down the street with a cup of coffee and he, you know, throws some like background music on it and that thing blows up and he gets like, you know, a thousand likes I know. because people just like to see people Asshole. do nothing. I hate that. I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but it's true. I know. And that's why I hate it. <laughs> and, and that's where artists kind of like fall into this black hole because they they care so much about their work. It bleeds into like, I want my content to represent the work that I'm creating. So they put so much effort on the content and it doesn't necessarily get any of the traction that they're looking for. And they're like, okay, this isn't working. Social media doesn't work. And they kind of fall into that spiral where you really just kind of have to like disconnect it too. You know what I mean? And, and, and know that people who care and people who are going to be part of your tribe and people who are going to be eventually become raving fans of you, they, they do want the final product, but they want everything else as small or as minuscule as you might think it is. So I know I've been kind of like rambling there. but No, 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 not at all. Uh, I think you're I, you're making me think about my own and I'll share some of my experience. So, you know, during COVID, I think my music took a bit of a backseat. My podcasting took more of a front seat. And yeah. I'm like, how do I reposition myself branding wise? How, and like in terms of podcasting, it's often not that sexy. You know, I'm talking to you mm -hmm. now. I'm not in New York anymore. I'm currently in Mexico. I have a very unattractive shoebox that I have my microphone in. <laughs> the, the beauty of radio, you know, you can't see anything. I It's all hot and sweaty in here because right. you can't have the aircon on. There's lots of things that I do not want people to see. So in terms of me thinking about like, oh, how do I bring in my podcasting to my branding as a, in technical terms, I'm a musician slash podcaster. I, I can be both things at once, but how do I bring these two yeah. things together in terms of my branding? So that's yeah. something that I've been considering. And I think I failed at it completely and didn't bother to do <laughs> but either. But it's never too late, Stevie. And, and the thing about people that people love to see is they love to see people's journey, right? Nobody wants to follow anybody that's like already made it unless they have already made it. But the only way that they already know that they already made it is because they followed their journey to begin with. A lot of people want to skip those first couple of chapters. I know like 
I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like, you know, if I'm like on a, a artist that I really like, right, I'll go back. Like, I'll legit want to see like how did it look when this person started and they had nothing, right, or or they had mm. no followers. And, and that's there's something intriguing about that and just kind of like human nature to kind of see people's journey and understand that we all kind of start in the same like we all start with zero followers right and some of our journeys are faster than others some of them take a lot longer you know and that's fair but we all start in the same place and people like people who they know started and struggled with the same you know situations and insecurities you know as they did right i mean who knows how many how many podcasters i, I could you could put this out there as a poll. How many podcasts have started with the shoebox, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure there's a, a good handful, right? Because I know not all of them started with Blue Yetis and like, you know, <laughs> Starlight Studios, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, all in all, it really does come down to to, to capturing that journey. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's what really helps to to make people want to follow you, you know, and, and, and ultimately support you. It, and it just makes whatever you do put out there that much better because people can either see the process that's in it or or just know you at a, a little bit of a deeper level and like you more just for that. Do you think though, in terms of how you position yourself and thinking about the comparison factor, you know, I think it was, I'm going to say it was Teddy Roosevelt. I think it was comparison as the thief of joy. And I think yes. people often fall down this rabbit hole of, oh, what's so-and-so doing? Or if I'm on Instagram as a musician, I need to look successful mm. versus, you know, the sort of behind the scenes stuff that might show the trials and tribulations right. as you get there. Right, right. And one of the things that you said earlier is look at some similar artists and what are they doing? How are they successful? And we are, and we, you know, we want to support each other and all of that stuff, but we are seeing what they're doing and what they're posting. And you're, you're kind of like, oh, is that, yeah. should I be doing that? Is that good for me? Or like, oh, I'm not as good as that person that you know their content's yeah. more engaging than mine i think there's a real comparison thing that people a, a trap in fact that people fall into no no th- there is and it is, it's one of the kind of like you know blessings and curses of social media it's take instagram for example instagram you know when you boil it all down it's just a highlight reel essentially of just like everyone's kind of like best moments captured in 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 photographs now people use their stories and other aspects like uh, that the platform offers to kind of do what I've been kind of sharing on this platform, which is kind of showing the background scenes of things. And that's kind of what helps to, to build their platform. So that's how you can kind of balance between the two on Instagram. But you're right. Like, it's very hard not to kind of compare yourself with people and see what other people are doing. And then, you know, think you need to like emulate things of that nature. Now, there's kind of two aspects of this. Like as a marketer, I'm always for research, experimenting, seeing what's working in the marketplace and trying to emulate it in in some way if it's effective because there's nothing new under the sun and if it's effective and it works, then you know, you should look at incorporating it into what you're doing. That's just called strategy, right? Like if I took two pieces of email that, you know, one was written by a copywriter and one wasn't like, there's just certain things that 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 content written by the copywriter has and certain techniques and styles that are just naturally going to make it more effective. So same thing kind of applies to social media to an extent, but it's not the end all be all because what people also have to understand is that you can't look at somebody who's on like chapter 13 and you're on chapter two and feel like you need to be where they're at. You know, the only difference between you and that person that you're looking at and you right now, most of the time, it's just time. They've just 
had time to flip through those chapters that you might not have had a chance to do yet. So a lot of it comes down to kind of self-awareness because it's very easy to look on social media, see kind of what people are doing, compare yourself, realize that you are either not where they're at or not where you think you should be at right now, and then like tear yourself down. And then by that point, that's just like a dangerous cycle because you're tearing yourself down, then you're like, oh, none of this is worth it. And you don't feel like putting any more work in. And then that kind of negatively affects what you're actually doing. And then before you know it, you know, nothing's happening, but being more self-aware and understanding like, okay, it's, it's cool to it. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with admiring. There's nothing wrong with seeing someone that's, you know, more successful than you or might have more followers and more engaged with you and say, wow, like I want to be like that one day. I want to be, I aspire to be that one day. However, once you start bleeding, um, once that starts bleeding into like, I'm not that right now, therefore, like I'm not good enough or you know, that mountain is so big for me to climb. I can never see myself achieving that. That's kind of where it becomes toxic. So having that self-awareness of being inspired by somebody, but also taking a step back and realizing, okay, I'm not there yet. And that's okay because everybody's journey is different. And I'm where I need to be right now to learn the lessons I need to learn right now to help me get to the next step, which will then help me get to the next step. So then help me get to the next step. And that goes along with kind of like my second real theme of like the how, along with the content, it really comes down to the consistency. And I know this is like very like, uh, well, duh, you know, kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's so important. And like, I really do feel like it's important to be said because you can have the greatest content in the world, but I promise you, if you post like once every, you know, six months, it's just, it's, it's kind of just like the laws of physics when it comes to social media, there's, there's no, there's no traction there. You know, you really want to focus on posting consistently to an extent, uh, because as you do that, that momentum can continue to build and more people will be exposed to your, to your content or originally in social media and how social media works. Like let's take Facebook, for example, if you post something on Facebook organically, just naturally. Let's say you have a hundred followers, only five to 8% of those followers are going to see your actual organic posts that Facebook is going to allow you to see, which is why you can post multiple things. You can put, you can take the same post and post them three different times. And you could potentially have three different groups look at that particular post just because they're in different sample sizes of your overall audience, which is the, why the, the you know, people, you know, who do advertising, that's kind of, you know, one of the benefits of that is because you can kind of broaden, you can control that a little bit and broaden your exposure. Now, uh, but with, with that being said, like understanding that it's behooves of you to post more because when you post more, every single post that you do is like, it's kind of like a break. Every single post is, it's just, it's like almost like another piece of bait that can be shown to an, another a person, whether they follow you or not. And the more that you post, the more chances you have of people engaging with you. And then um, that can tend to, to snowball and, that, and you continue to build that momentum up. So definitely two things that you really want to consider is not only the content that you're putting out there, but the consistency at which you put out that content. That's what's, but that's what's really going to make um, the difference. So, you know, like summing it all up, getting to where you want to go or getting to that point where somebody where you want to be, where somebody's currently at, it really is just a matter of not quitting and to just continue to post. Because if you remove the quitting aspect and the stopping aspect, it's literally only a matter of time before you get to 
that place where you where you want to be as as a musician or or as a brand in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gabe, so is is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of perhaps community and, and building that community and engaging them with your brand slash content? For sure, and I'm glad you brought that up. So that's is definitely a, a big piece of the puzzle too, as well. Is is that community aspect of it? I think for mus- musicians and artists in general, the goal is to really build raving fans and and build a tribe of around you and around around what it is that you're doing. And one of the main ways to do that is to build a community. And so. With that being said, there are different ways that you can do that. I know, for example, like on Facebook, you have Facebook groups, which is kind of like literally having kind of like that community like aspect and having people like within a room. You want to talk about like rooms, clubhouse now is, is having that feature too as well. But even let's say kind of taking that out, community is really all about the communication and the relationship that you're building with your audience, whether it's one-to-one or many-to-one. So Having activities in your social media strategy that allows you to do that is very important and can really help. For example, like like Instagram Live. Instagram Live and Facebook Lives are different ways at which you can engage with your audience. So in that particular instance, it's one to many, but you're engaging with them. You're you're answering their questions. You're you're telling them stories and you're you're sharing your introspections and your opinions and your thought process and how you're feeling that day. And that in itself, that activity helps to build a community. Um, Another way to kind of also build the community, and this kind of gets more towards marketing when you get towards when you, when you want to do more monetizing and that's building like kind of like an email list. That is a way that you can kind of build a community too as well, because you're inviting people sometimes as a more exclusive way to get and like a little bit more be maybe behind the scenes content or or just to get a little bit more exclusive exposure than maybe the other any other person wouldn't necessarily get but having that option builds a sense of community because it's kind of like it's like your inner circle you know what i mean so you have your fans who are just you know you enjoy your music or, or whatnot and they, and they like your content but then you have your your almost like kind of real fans who are are part of you know, a part of your email list or a part of your, what's that called where you can get like donations off of YouTube? Um, can't really remember right now, but like they're, they're different, like patrons. Patron. Patron. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're a part of your kind of inner circle there. And that in itself is kind of a community. And, and sometimes people don't realize it's just having that option helps to build community because you give people kind of a choice of like how close they want to be with you and, and, and where they're going to fit into that. Um, so, you know, all of that I think is super important because at the end of the day, it really does kind of, it really does come down to community. And as far as promoting your, your content and promoting the the types of things that you're doing, it's all going to eventually come down to your community. Your community is going to be the first people to praise you and, and let people know you're the best, but they'll also be the first people to tear you down if you don't take care of them. So it's definitely something that, you know, you want to consider and and make sure you're you're keeping you know the forefront of your mouth of your mind as you are doing any type of social media strategy you've given me a lot to think about gabe and uh i feel like it's homework to be honest so thank you (laughs) or no thank you (laughs) (laughs) just kidding thank you so much um no you're you're good so summing up so we would say one social media is pretty essential so we, we we've covered that 
in terms of picking a social media platform, figure out who your ideal person, say avatar, we'll go with avatar. If you don't know what an avatar is, watch the movie. Just yeah. kidding. That's a terrible yeah. way to figure that out. Um, but you figure out who your avatar <laughs> is, where will they be essentially? Where is your audience going to be? And then go with that as your first social media platform, kind of figure that out. Just keep posting, keep trying everything, be persistent, be as persistent as possible and give them everything. It's not just about yeah what you are producing as an artist. It's the, you know, as you say, documentation. I quite like that. Thank you very much. I'm going to steal that and build your tribe. Yeah. So yeah, if that. we were to say, once we've thought about that, what would your top three tips be? If you are somebody who's kind of out there already, maybe thinking of giving themselves a social media audit, what would your top three thoughts be? Um, I mean, if, if there were three things I would leave, I think your audience with, it would, First, be to uh, be consistent. I think at the very at the at, at the end of the day, it's it's a long term play. If you want to build that brand, if you want to build that influence, it, it's something that takes time, and, and you're really going to want to be consistent and and understand that. Right, kind of comes to self awareness, understanding that Rome wasn't built on the day, and you know things don't happen overnight. And every overnight success technically took ten years and a night. So, you know, uh, understanding that too. I would say practicing being vulnerable, like vulnerability is, is so key when it comes to social media, because people can smell when you're trying to just be like fake or put on a show or, you know, like me or buy my stuff. Right, 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 right. And even if they can't, it's not like that's something that you want to maintain forever because, you know, essentially it's a, a facade on your end and you can only do that for so long without burning yourself out or second guessing mm -hmm. who you are, you know, at yep. the end of the day. But if you come out every day, rain or shine, as is the truest essence of yourself, no matter where you're at, at the stage, and kind of do that, you know, that whole documentation thing, people will respect you for that. And will even lift you up for that too, as well. So being vulnerable, I think is a super key. And then um, my third takeaway would just be to start. A lot of people are just afraid to pull the trigger. A lot of people are, are intimidated because they feel like they don't know enough. A lot of people feel bad because they might have tried it before and it didn't work out. And then they stop and they feel like, who, you know, who am I to kind of start again? Like, it really doesn't matter because people don't care as much as we as humans worry about what people think. People, you know, you're not on like people's radar like that. <laughs> you know, what I mean? people don't, you know, people are more worried about their own concerns and their own objectives. <laughs> and things that they want to uh, accomplish. And so with that, you know, just start, just, just get out the gate, start with what you know. And as you do that, the next step will reveal itself. And then, you know, before you know it, like they say, the teacher appears when the student is ready, like things will just start to kind of come and um, really kind of manifest in your life when you're ready for them. But the only way you, you, you can actually get to that point is if you put in the work that you need to, to get to that next step. Um, and then, you know, the path kind of just come, comes up clear. One of my favorite analogies really is if it's nighttime and you, you can't see the steps, you're trying to get upstairs, do you just not go upstairs because you can't see the steps? Like, no, you just you just take it a step at a time and can't see where you're going, but you just know that when you put your foot down, the next step is going to be there. Before you know it, you're upstairs. So that's what I would, that's what I would leave uh, everybody with. A fear of the dark. Thank you so much, Gabe. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, thank you so much. I think I've I've learned a lot from this experience. 
Um, I feel like there are so many more topics that we could cover, and I would love to invite you back onto the podcast to to hone in on something else next time. Yeah, sure. I'd love to, I'd love to come back. You know, I really do appreciate the opportunity. I really do. Thank you. Awesome, Gabe Ekimizi. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stevie. Talk to you later. Gabe Ekimizi. Well, I certainly learned a couple of things there, and it doesn't sound all that complicated, but I think it's just really putting. A lot of thought into what you do. By all means, I'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. Send me a message. We are info at New York Artists Collective. You can find us on the Instagram. We are at This Next Song's About. Or you can head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Subscribe and follow or whatever it is that you do on the new platforms uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also feel free to follow Gabe. He is at its underscore Gabe3. Next week on the podcast, we're going back to artist profiles and I have some great artists lined up that I can't wait to share with you. So please make sure that you follow us wherever you get your shows. I'm Stevie Manns. See you next time.